Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 149. What kind of music is that? My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play a message from a group of unknown callers. Because I do not know who they are, I am modifying their voices and cutting out any time their names are mentioned as a way to increase anonymity. Although, of course, considering the recording was made in the winter of 1990, their voices would probably be impossible to identify. The message is 1 minute and 25 seconds long. Let's listen. Somebody, somebody got to call this phone in our apartment. Uh, Bill. What's your apartment building? This house. Hello? Hello. This recording delights me in so many ways. Above all, it's full of befuddlement. First, a man comes on the line and says, Somebody's got to call this phone in this apartment building. Is this an apartment building or a house? Next, a woman comes on the line and asks two other women, who also appear to be on the line, what's happening? This is followed by a conversation about a set of keys, which seemed to cause some confusion that day. Amid this conversation, someone asks if they are hearing disco music, while someone else wonders whether the correct number was dialed. The discussion around keys continues until it is interrupted by one of the women asking, What kind of music is that? And another asking if the right number was dialed. To which one replies, Yes, I did. Hold on. After which the line cuts off. One of the central mysteries here involves the caller's question about the music they are hearing. My outgoing message frequently had unusual music playing, but once the recording starts on the answering machine, the music stops, and the caller's words here suggest they can hear music while they talk. Overall, the recording sounds like we are eavesdropping on a family meeting. 
they seemed to forget that they were calling a third party. In fact, what we have here is a beautiful documentation of the common experience folks faced in the era of party lines. As telephone companies expanded in the 20th century, they frequently connected multiple homes via a single phone line to save money. In other words, if someone on a shared line needed to make a call, none of the other homes connected to that line could be using the phone. This, of course, could lead to frustration on the part of users and also allowed neighbors to listen in on one another's calls. In response to this problem, the Bell Telephone Companies released a series of ads promoting proper phone etiquette. An advertorial from 1950, printed in the Chicago Daily Tribune, has the headline, Getting Along with People, and contains a drawing of a woman looking worriedly at herself in the mirror. It reads like an advice column with a series of questions, followed by answers. For example, it asks, How can we recognize selfishness? Answer, Sometimes it's easier to recognize it in others than ourselves. One symptom is wanting more than our share of anything. On a party line telephone, it's monopolizing the line with a long series of calls in close succession. Doing this ties up the line so that no one else can use it. Party line neighbors get along much better when they allow some time between calls. Party lines were gradually phased out in the 1950s and 60s, going from 75% of customers in 1950 to 27% in 1965. Cities were usually the first to replace party lines with single-line service. In Chicago, Illinois Bell took a significant step in 1960 by converting remaining four- and eight-party lines in the metro area to one- or two-party service, and two-party lines were finally eliminated in 1977. A new type of party line emerged in the 1980s where callers could pay 20 cents to be connected to others within the same area code in groups of about 10 with the idea of building a new kind of social network. Of course, this was at a time when access to the internet was still rare. In Chicago, this service called Connections, lasted only one year, from 1987 to 1988, after frequent complaints about vulgar language and harassment occurring over the lines. Now, it is possible that in 1990, when this message was left, they were calling from a rural area where party lines still existed. As late as the year 2000, there remained over 2,500 party lines in the U.S. Thus, the music they were hearing could have come from someone else's home 
that shared the line. A final possibility is that my answering machine was acting erratically that day, so that my outgoing tape continued to play while they recorded their incoming message. Well, that's enough partying for this week. If you want to join my podcast party, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.